0: You are listening to the Live From Your Heart podcast. This podcast gives you practical tools and context on how you can have peace, joy, and success in every area of your life simply by living from your heart. I am your host, Coach Courtney King, the heart mentor. The insight you receive is centered upon pragmatic research conducted by the International Institute of Pneumatology. I encourage you to ruminate and then apply these concepts to your own life so that you can create your own heaven on earth. Let's get into it. So today's episode is a continuation of last week's episode. So if you did not go, um, if you did not hear that, I really suggest you go back and hear that. Um, I essentially talked about... um, you know, how we have an inaccurate understanding of creation, just a summary, and then also how much the name in the Bible includes. Um, So today I'm just going to jump off and talk about self-existence because I talk about self-existence quite a bit and I know people are thinking, what the heck is that? So self-existence is essentially because Yahweh Elohim, the Lord God, is self-existent, The beings in the garden were also self-existent. We call them Adam and Eve, even though they weren't Adam and Eve until after they left the garden. So all of their potential and their limitations and their understanding, their concepts, the way they reason, the way they rationalize, were substantiated by the name Yahweh Elohim. That is their name. (laughs) We're substantiated by that. So if God is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the man in the garden was also all-sufficient and required nothing outside of himself to function. Nothing. Because he was also all-sufficient. His breath, his spirit, the breath of life, was the sole resource to manifest, to create, and generate and required nothing external there were no external points of reference there were no external influences so he was in essence self-existent and so because in hebrew philosophy it's understood that the man in garden created literally they had the spirit of god they were god with god they also then assisted in the creation of heaven and earth and so we're taught in our greco-roman understanding that man was created after the universe but I'll have to get into block logic versus step logic and how the Bible is actually written in block logic, which means that it's written in categories and types and kinds, and it's not written how we typically read things, which is more of in a narrative um, beginning, middle and end type of story. It's not chronological, right? It's written in blocks. So that would be, um, for instance, if you went out on a day and then you came back and instead of telling me first I went to breakfast then I went to the library then I had a conversation then I went to lunch then you know you would instead say this is everything that I ate today then you would say these are all the people I spoke to today And then maybe you'd say, these are all the conversations I had today. These are all the places I visited today. That is block logic, where you're speaking in categories. And the Bible is written in block logic. And because we don't understand that, we are trying to read it through our own English interpretation and understanding. And it's getting really, it's to no avail, honestly. It's just not helpful. And so, the man in the garden was self-existing. And he um, functioned from his self-existent identity. So there was no one who needed to validate him. And so that's how you see my shirts that I have. Um, is You're the only one who should be validating yourself essentially. There was no need for anything to help him with his functionality because he was self-existent. Because that is how the breath of God was. It was also self-existent. It needed nothing outside of him for validation. It needed nothing outside of him to function. We have just taken on this um, weaker mindset regarding who we really are. Uh, spiritually, who we are as a race, the race of Christ, who we are as a people. And of course, some people just don't even know that they're the race of Christ, they don't even know. But some of us were just given the wrong paradigm regarding scripture. We have this more of this Greco-Roman thought process instead of a ancient Hebrew lens. And so it leads us to these places where we are codependent in areas on God. And God is looking at you like, yes, but because of Jesus, because of Yeshua, you have all sufficient breath again, you know, from the time of the garden to the time of Yeshua, of course, they weren't functioning in all sufficient breath. My breath would only come upon them. But now because of Jesus as a representation of all humanity, my breath has come back to everyone. So what I'd like you to do is go around and tell people that. <laughs> And that's not what we're doing. Instead, we're like creating all these rules and codes and just trying to figure out life when it's really in front of us already. And so he was all sufficient and validated by his breath alone, which is what I'm constantly saying. And so maybe I need to be a little bit more tactful in my approach. So I'll take that one. But like the father, he did not depend on external Sources, reference points to dictate whether something can be accomplished. His breath, his spirit, his heart determined his potential and his limitations. And one of God's properties is having complete and maximum knowledge. He is omniscient. Like if you read James, First uh, John, three twenty, it says, "For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart in knowledge and knowledge in all things." Um, another verse says, great is our Lord, great is his power. His understanding is infinite. Furthermore, like God, what was being breathed into man inspired him to create his own solution and his own provisions, everything he needed or desired. He did this from his breath as he functioned from his self-existent identity. I'll be right back. alright so we're back and before the break I mentioned a few things and I'm I'm definitely hoping that some of them are causing you to reason and to rationalize what you've always understood and really come into the place where you understand that you can create your own solutions you can create your own provision, everything that you need comes from your self-existent identity and like Yahweh Elohim Adam we have self-existent identity. And the word Elohim simply means authority and magistrate. We are to take personal responsibility to create and generate everything we need for our lives because we have the breath of authority and power. We have a governing breath. And governing means that you're understanding how something works. So you have to educate yourself, right? And you bring it into order by using the mechanics of which it has been created. So if you know how to fix a motor in a car, then you can go govern over that thing. And so it's the same in any area of your life. If you're a mother, you are to govern as a mother. If you are a... Um, caregiver you are to govern as a caregiver you are to understand how it works how it functions as well as invert that and understand also what does it mean if it's dysfunctional what does this look like if it's dysfunctional because if I understand what it looks like in its dis- dysfunctional way in its dysfunctional uh, uh realm if you will then I know that I can invert that and then come into light and to come into what is functional. So we are to understand how it works and bring it into order, take it out of chaos, which is what essentially happened in Genesis, the first chapter. There was just all these things around. And then by the breath of life, they were brought into order. And we do the same thing right now. We function from our breath and we bring it back into order. And so our breath encompasses, here's what, something you have probably never knew, and I did not know this until I came into this understanding, but your breath encompasses the promises of God. Why? Because he spoke them from his breath. He sought them from his breath. That's where they came from. That is where they reside. And it is the exact same breath that was breathed into Adam, It is the exact same breath that was breathed into Jesus, which the earth shook when it was breathed into him. The earth quaked, the stone rolled away, and he stepped into the garden of Eden. He stepped back into the garden and we resurrected with Christ. So we also stepped into the garden. And so like the children of Israel, um, because they did not have the breath of life. God created the 613 commandments, which is to help them live as close to as possible from God's breath, God's thoughts, God's spirit, God's ways. We have the promises of God to govern ourselves. We don't use the commandments, we use the promises. And so we don't need anything outside of the promises that come from the breath to validate us, nor do we need anything outside of the breath Um that comes from the promises to manage ourselves. So when you hear me say things like you don't need, I'm not saying you don't get an education. I'm saying you don't use your education to validate yourself, which I used to do. I'm not saying you don't get into relationship. I'm saying you don't use the relationship to validate yourself, which I used to do. (laughs) So that is why I'm saying What I'm talking about is a mind transforming thing. I still get my education because it's part of how I'm governing according to the identity that I have. So we want to ensure that we're always functioning as they were supposed to function in the garden. That we are not stepping outside of the garden. Um, Because if you even look at Eve the woman Yahweh Elohim who had the womb she allowed the serpent to shift her perspective and and that's a whole other conversation that I can get into because there's so much there but I'm not gonna but essentially she began what he was saying to her shifted her from breath over to his logic so she was functioning from the breath which is the thoughts and the promises and the Um, mindset and the perspective and the concept of Yahweh Elohim, the father. That's what she functioned from. She had the breath, but she shifted to what the serpent said, which was. We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did not say you must not eat from the fruit of the tree and all that. He shifted her very subtly into validating what God told her. And that's a lesson in itself. And oftentimes people will begin to talk to you and they want you to validate something for them. And and that is a no-no. So if you haven't grabbed my, shameless plug, if you haven't grabbed my uh, hoodie, make sure you grab a hoodie. Um, and so she was created from Adam. People think her being created from Adam was because she was a lower vessel, but the actuality and the truth of that is he needed someone who was equal. So men are not over women in the garden. It's when you step outside of the garden that men are over women, and I don't function outside of the garden, so I'll leave that alone. (laughs) So she was created as equal because anything that kept coming out of the ground was not equal to Adam because all things created outside of Adam were a culmination of a reproduction of him. So he had to have something that was created that was exactly like him, but could also help him reproduce who he was. So God had to um, put him to sleep and make someone else that was exactly like him to help him um, govern and be an authority over the earth, which is to be fruitful, multiply and all that. So she was God breathed Yahweh Elohim walking in the flesh, just like Adam. In the garden, they were not, um, she was not subordinate to him. And if you notice the curse, she was not subordinate to him until the curse, okay? And so now that Yahweh, Yeshua has restored humanity, they just don't know it yet, which is why I do this podcast, which is why I'm on social media, which is why I'm coaching is because I want people to know we've been restored back into the garden. You don't have to function outside of the garden. You can choose to, but you're living in the desert, desert, which leads to death. And so she was created. She was God-breathed. But the serpent approached her with a question. Did God say? Now, this is so interesting because this is also why Holy Spirit drives us into situations where... I'm kind of all over the place, you all. I'm sorry. but Holy Spirit drives us into situations so that we can reason and rationale... This is not beneficial to me. So you're operating in codependency. You're operating where you need external points of reference or you have validation. And Holy Spirit is driving you to those situations because he wants you to reason and rationalize. Oh, wait, this is not beneficial. Oh, wait, this is leading me to death. I don't want to do this anymore. You have now repented. You have now realized I don't. this is not working for me. But Adam and Eve didn't have that. They did not have that opportunity. They just had the spirit of God and they did not have previous knowledge to compare and contrast anything. So that's something that's different about them than us. Is they came with the thought process of God, but they were still able to reason and rationalize, but they could not. They had nothing compared to. So here was her first opportunity. And um, the serpent approached her with a question. And he basically was like, did God really say that? So he made this statement and he placed her in a position to validate herself. And the moment that she began to respond, she made him Lord. Which is why oftentimes when people say something to me, I have people say things to me, I don't respond. Because I'm not going to make you Lord. (laughs) And so she no longer had God's thoughts in this conversation she allowed the serpent to be her reference point, and God was no longer her reference point. Her breath was no longer her reference point. And this shift in logic takes changed the nature of everything. Once the nature of their spirit changed, which was the thought, the thought was the spirit, and the spirit was the thought, and everything in all of humanity changed. Which lets me know that if we invert it, that if we catch on to the fact that we're self-existent and we begin to live from our spirit, which is not what we learn in church. I'm just trying to tell you, living from your spirit is to function from the breath, not this list of rules, right? Then the earth itself will begin to change. And so when man began to identify the dust, he became the opposite of what he was created to be. So he was self-existent. He became self-determining. He was powerful and he became powerless. He was uh, self-dependent. And he became codependent and he eliminated his awareness of the breath and used dust as his source of will- uh, wisdom. So all humanity, which were descendants of him, inherited his perspective. So if, we, if he had remained in the garden, we would have inherited his perspective of the breath. But instead, because he took on the dust as his wisdom, all of us are now using dust as our wisdom instead of using our breath. So from our birth, we are taught to function from codependency. From our birth, we take on a codependent identity, which is to use something external to inspire or to validate you. An identity codependency uses external conditions such as Oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I'm not in a relationship. Oh, I don't have anybody. Oh, nobody will help me. Oh, but you have to understand you are all sufficient and you have the ability to generate and create. And so really when you're coming with that codependent mindset, you're saying, I can't function without external creation. And that is not true because everything comes from your breath. This has been the Live From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we had part two of why your biblical perspective may not be accurate. I am Coach Courtney King, the heart mentor. If you have questions or comments or feedback on this episode, please let me know. You may also leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash live from your heart forward slash message. And I would love for you to share this podcast with others who may have questions that I have possibly answered. I appreciate you and I love you from the bottom of my heart.